Hi. Uh, we're Navi Tales. I'm, I'm pretty positive. We're Navi Tales. You sound so enthused I'm, to be Navi Tales. We're pretty, pretty sure we're Navi Tales. We might be Navi Tales. I don't know anymore. It's been a week. It's been a week. Well, yeah. It's been a long week. <laughs> I'm sleepy. Meth head Willie got all pissed at work. So I yelled at him. It went well. Good. I told him he was being a drama queen, which is something you probably shouldn't say to violent ex-felons. Probably. But it went well. He just got all mad and left. So, <laughs> could be worse. We're Navi Tales. We don't talk about Meth head Willie. We talk about video game lore. We do. Um, this week on Video Game Lore Podcast... We are talking about what game, Nick? Kingdom Hearts. And I just watched him get a full-blown erection. It's because, actually in the way of the mic right now. Yeah, he like has to put it under the table, and now the table's rocking. I don't really know what to do with that. Yeah, it's on slant. But I, I guess this is how we're recording this week. Yep. Kingdom Hearts is Nick's baby. Yes, I adore this franchise even though i think parts of it is bullshit i think that a lot of it's bullshit after looking at the research (laughs) yes i cannot deny that but i still adore it and i still like playing so did you get into kingdom hearts like when it started like at the very beginning i think it was close to because the first game came out around 2002 um i found out about it i think i had mentioned this in a previous podcast i found out about it from my friends because they had it and they recommended it to me, and I played it, and I just loved it, and I continued to buy every game I, on release since then. But, I, yeah, around when the first one came out is when I got into it. I This is actually a franchise that I don't talk about a lot, but I do love this franchise, and I've, I've played a lot of it. It's a weird franchise to keep up on with everything because it spans, like, 15 consoles. But I remember the first time I ever saw Kingdom Hearts... My friend in elementary school, Zach Pierce, who I haven't talked to since elementary school, he brought it over to my house and he showed me like the very end of the game. So I got to see the final boss battle, but leading up to that, he had Beast in his party. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like this game has Beast from Beauty and the Beast in it. Like my shit. Yeah. In case you don't know me, I have a giant Beauty and the Beast tattoo on my left arm. Like it is my favorite movie of all time. And I, I, I can't think of a movie I love more than Beauty and the Beast. And don't ask me why. <laughs> it's weird. But when I saw the fact that you could get Beast as your partner in this, I was like, oh, I gotta pick this shit up. And I, and I did. I went out like almost immediately with my little sixth grade self, and, and I bought this game purely because Beast was in it. And then I realized you don't get Beast until the very end of the fucking game. Yep. So I had to beat all of Kingdom Hearts to get the fucking Beast, and it was totally worth it, because this game is great. And then Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of the first games I remember pre-ordering. Pre-ordered the fuck out of Kingdom Hearts 2. My mom picked it up for me while I was at school. Because I was in middle school. <laughs> and she had to go pick it up for me while I was at school. And she did. And I came home and I had Kingdom Hearts 2 sitting on my counter. And I played Kingdom Hearts 2 for like two hours. And then I had to go to karate. I was pissed. <laughs> I was triggered. You're like, screw karate. I want to play Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, exactly. So, And I've played. I've definitely played other other installments in the franchise. But unlike Nick, I haven't played every installment in the franchise. Yeah, which ones have you played? I played 1, 2, Birth by Sleep, and Chain of Memories. Okay. I skipped out on 358. I skipped out on Recoded. I definitely skipped out on Dream Drop, which is why I need to pick up 2.8. I want to play Dream Drop. You should play Dream Drop. I've heard Dream Drop is great. It is. 
So I'm going to pick up uh, Loki. Just picked up the collector's edition of BS4 of 1.5 and 2.5. So I'm going to play through all that, watch all those stupid fucking movies, and then I'm going to pick up 2.8. I'm just on a Kingdom Hearts kick net right now, and it's all Nick's fault. But, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, so Kingdom Hearts is a, an RPG game that started in 2002. That It's really basic RPG that kind of bridges the gap between Final Fantasy and Disney movies. Yes. And if that sounds like a fever dream... It fucking is. This whole story, this whole franchise is a fucking fever dream. And it's fantastic. Because I get to watch Sephiroth and Cloud Strife in the same game as Donald and Goofy on the screen at the same time. Yep. All four of them. It's amazing. Like, there's nothing not great about this. It really isn't. It's it's, it's just a, like fan fiction come to life. It Honestly, it is. It's like... And when you say it out loud, like, Final Fantasy meets Disney movies, it sounds insane, but then you need to remember the main character uses a giant key as a weapon. Yeah. And, and like, all you're trying to do is get hearts and nobodies and, I don't know, like, bodies, and, and when you kill them both, they make a man, I don't know. <laughs> like, at this point, the, the, the whole lore for this is a fever dream, but we're going to tackle it, or at least a basic amount of it more of a timeline than anything yeah. specific so this it does have a timeline of like where the games fall and i feel like people like to bitch that it's convoluted and complicated i fucking think it is um i, I think if you're trying to approach it story-wise yes but i think if you're just trying to put them in chronological order or when they take place it's not um and a lot of things I see is, like, pictures of, like, look at this jumbled mess, and it'll be, like, a web of, like, games. And I'm like, well, you have all the HD remakes in there, so you have games in there twice. You're just being redundant and making it worse for yourself. Well, it's one of those things where people count, like, the final mixes as their own games, and they shouldn't. They're not. Because the final mixes... It's the mixes... same game with a couple extra things in them. And the, those couple extra things are great. They're fantastic. Especially twos. Lingering sentiment. Which you're... Not even that... Lingering, lingering sentiment and the fact that you can fight all the organization members. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It, that was, like... I, I... So, that only recently... We only recently got those with the PS3 remakes. Correct. But the final mix versions had always been in Japan. And I had forever debated buying a Japanese PS2 I, uh... and a copy of Final Mix and playing through it. And I could probably do it just because, oh, everything's in Japanese, but I had played that game so much... Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 is probably the game I've played the most out of any game ever. And I could probably make it through it. I owned them. The... Final Mix 2. The Japanese and the ones? the Japanese PS2 with the slap top. Yeah, my buddy... I let my buddy borrow them in high school and I never saw them again. Ah, oh, that sucks. I know. Breaks my heart to this day. But yeah, I actually owned Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Like, the legit one. And I had to get a custom-made PS2. It's called a slap top. Yep. Which, like, you put it... It's It basically tricks the PS2 into thinking it's a Japanese PS2. But, yeah, so I had that in a slap top. And uh, I wish I still had the slap top, at least, because I'd be able to play some fucked-up PS2 games. Yeah. But, um, I don't even, like... I could get. I don't need to worry about Final Mix anymore. I have it for my PS4. I just want the slap top back at this point. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're the... Super special edition of the game that we didn't get because we're Americans. Yeah. But we don't get nice things. Yeah, so let's that are, that are made from Japan. Let's start all the way back in two thousand two, I don't we? Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, so we're gonna just a brief um 
so everybody knows. We're going to talk about them in the order in which they were released, because I believe that's better to talk about them narratively, because we're going to give a brief summary, I say brief, but we'll see how brief they are, yeah. uh, of each game, and we're gonna, and like I said, we're going to talk about them in the order they were released, because I believe that if we talked about them in like chronological order, like timeline, Wise, you we would be talking about spoilers for characters that haven't even been introduced to you yet. So we're just gonna talk about them in the order they were released because that's the way the mass audience was introduced to everything. Oh, yeah. I believe that it's probably the easiest. So back yes. when, back when I only thought there was two Kingdom Hearts games. Oh yes, there is eight with a ninth on the way. <laughs> Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> whatever we get. And in the show notes I actually put uh I have, like, when each game's date was, so I remembered it. And under next to Kingdom Hearts 3, I just put who the fuck knows. Because yeah, we've been that. waiting for that forever. <laughs> I remember, like, being in high school, getting hyped for Kingdom Hearts 3. And I've, I like, I'm 23. I, I've been out of college for two years. I remember being a freshman in high school getting hyped for Kingdom yeah, Hearts I always, 3. I mean, I always thought the secret ending for 2, where they show... All of them in armor. Oh my god. Which we'll get to, but I always thought that was for three, but it's not. It's like half the reason that game's my favorite, by the way. Oh, I know. But it's my favorite in the franchise. We'll get to that. I'll talk about All that right, when so it we're comes. Gonna, we'll start with... Uh, we're getting Hearts. ahead of ourselves. Kingdom Hearts 1, which was released in 2002. That cute little red-shorted, big-footed bastard that I've just become so close with again. <laughs> This game begins with Sora at his home, Destiny Island, and it gets eaten by darkness, which is really kind of vague what darkness is exactly in this game at first. It is the evil entity. I get I understand it that. It is all evil. Yeah, so his his island gets consumed by darkness, which is evil. And him and his buddies, Kyrie and fucking Riku, yes. they uh escape kind of we think Kyrie escaped at the very beginning of the game and now we're on a look for Kyrie and riku yes so sora wakes up in traverse town which is kind of the the hub of the nothingness it's where people go whose worlds have been eaten yes and he meets up with donald and goofy trademark <laughs> copyright tm disney corporation don't please sue. don't sue don't sue because i use their names <laughs> And a bunch of other Final Fantasy characters, including Squall. Yeah. I'm not calling him Leon. Fuck that shit. He's Squall to me. He's Squall. Yeah, they call him Leon in, in Kingdom Hearts. Except Yuffie. Yuffie calls there. him Squall. Yuffie. Yuffie at one point just calls him that. He goes, it's Leon now. Little yeah. edgelord. Yeah. But, um... And Aerith. Yeah, and Aerith and, uh... She's called Aerith in this Sid. One. Who's just Sid. Sid. But it's the Final Fantasy VII Sid. Not, yeah. the, not any other Sid. Because there's a Sid in every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Final Fantasy gives me such heartburn. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he, he goes there where he gets the Keyblade, and they kind of teach him what a Keyblade is. The Keyblade's used a weapon that kind of chooses its master that's used to, like, lock things, specifically worlds, and it's also used to defeat the Heartless, which are people who have had their hearts taken by the darkness. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Most no, of this is off the top of my head. So, uh, they then go to a bunch of different worlds, fighting Heartless and sealing keyholes. No sexual innuendo there. Yes. But by various worlds, they mean Disney movies. Yes. You go so to like, the worlds that were in Disney movies. So you go to like the world of Tarzan in the first one. You go to a, a 
the world of Aladdin, the Alice in Wonderland. Like, it's just really, really cool. And it's so great because they, they do a very good job of capturing the feeling of those movies. And I do love it so much. My, f- my favorite, probably the first ones be, I love when they go into a world and their outfits change to match the world. So in really the only one, barring Atlantica, because they turn into sea creatures to breathe underwater, is Halloween Town, where they so cool. get like Halloween costumes to fit in. Yeah. It's... And then... And two, they have a they have a pretty cool one in there too. Yeah, but Halloween Town's my favorite too. But I, but also like it was in two thousand two, so I was a little edge lord. So as much as I love Beauty and the Beast, it wasn't cool to love Beauty and the Beast. So I was yeah. like, yeah, Halloween Town. Yeah. And then like secretly, I was like, I'm going to Beast's Castle. <laughs> like <laughs> it was just like my own little secret. So Maleficent, yes, the Disney villain Maleficent is one of the main villains in the first game and across the franchise. Yeah, fuck it. Um. She's kind of searching for the seven princesses of light, who are Jasmine, Snow White, Cinderella, Belle, Aurora, Alice, and Kyrie, who is Sora's friend, to gain control of Kingdom Hearts, the heart of all worlds, which is vague. Yeah, it's very vague throughout <laughs> still all the games. Yeah, it's hopefully it's Kingdom Hearts itself is vague, but it's it's supposedly this entity of of pure light that protects uh all the worlds from darkness and is the heart of all worlds as it's commonly referred to yeah so a lot of people try to get it for its power or for whatever other reason that they have so that they can become whole again or whatever it's it's kind of the all powerful deus ex machina of kingdom hearts the franchise not the world but anyway, the seven princes of light are princesses who have no darkness in their hearts. So they are kind of standing in the way of opening up Kingdom Hearts because they're kind of what you need for that. Uh, they go to Hall Bastion. They kick the shit out of Maleficent. Sora fights his buddy, Riku. And then they learn of Ansem, who's kind of been a, a character that they've been talking about since the beginning of the game, who was the leader of the world that most of the Final Fantasy characters came from. Ansem was the king of. So they, he ends up being like the real shitty bad guy and poisons Riku. And then they send, uh, and Maleficent and Riku are working together. It's a mess. So Sora kicks the shit out of him and figures out that Kairi's heart is locked away inside Riku. Inside himself. Not Riku. Oh yeah, inside himself, right. Which is how he, there's that great scene in the first one where he just commits seppuku with his keyblade. So he... Ends up kind of unlocking his heart, turning him into a heartless. Yes. Which is super pivotal to the rest of the story yeah. for the entire fucking franchise. Yeah. Because I, I thought... This one moment just expels into, like, the rest of all the games. So, Sora becomes a heartless by unlocking his own heart and releasing Kairi's. Yes. Sacrificing himself for Kairi, becoming a little shadow, which is, like, the cannon fodder for the game. Which I always thought it was great that they didn't make him some big baddie. They just made him yeah. the weakest shit in the game. That you could walk around, is it, for a little yeah. bit? Yeah, it was great. Um, So he does that, and then he's able to turn back to normal because Kyrie loves him. Or some bullshit like that. It was, it's like a combination between... So this a big thing about this game, and that you'll uh, figure out as we talk about these games more, is that connection between people and friendship is uh, a big, uh, important uh, part of it, and, like, it's powerful. 
So with the connection that he has with Kyrie and the fact that I think because of the fact that she's a princess of light and like has a uh, princess of heart and has so much light in her, uh, she's able to restore Sora back to his original form. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's bullshit. It's, it's some anime bullshit, but it's fucking great. So Ansem opens up the door to Kingdom Hearts at the end of the world. The end of the world being in all caps because it's actually like a world in Kingdom Hearts called yeah. the end of the world. It's where like the leftover gunk from World Letter Taken goes. But so he he finally opens up the, the door to Kingdom Hearts, thinking that it would be the source of darkness. Shit opens. Bright light comes out of it. And so does this great silhouette of all of our favorite mouse, Chuck E. Cheese. So Chuck E. Cheese... Josh, Josh, Josh. Just uh, wrong, wrong mouse. It's the it's wrong franchise. Oh. It's, it's, it's not Chuck E. Cheese. So... So Sora then seals the door to darkness with Chuck E. Cheese and Riku no, 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 on no, the not, others. It's not Chuck E. Cheese. Do you know that the E in his name stands for, like, entertainment or some shit? random side note that not really random because you talk about Chuck Cheese but I think the E in his name stands for like entertainment I think what does the cheese stand for I think it just stands for cheese just his last name is he like John Cleese with a with an H yeah oh he's not as funny as John Cleese is though <laughs> he kind of scary he is a little it's a little weird He's in a band, though. I mean, good for him. Yeah, I was watching Chuck E. Cheese training videos the other day. Of course you were. <laughs> in case you didn't know, podcast listeners, I watch a lot of weird shit. Just because I think that bad 90s and 80s shit is great. So I was watching Chuck E. Cheese training videos, and they're really bad. <laughs> I mean, really bad. Like, how, how like they're, like, creepy bad. There's, like a grown adult in the ball pit with the kids because that's part of the training. And I'm like, I don't think I'd be allowed in there. <laughs> I think I'd be in the suit. Anyway, so they they lock... By the way, this entire time I've been talking about Mickey Mouse. Yes. Who is the king of an entire world and the like weirdest badass in this game. Yeah. So he opens... And who Donald and Goofy are searching for the entire time. So he opens up the door to Kingdom Hearts, expecting a bunch of darkness. A bunch of light comes out, the silhouette of Mickey Mouse. So then... The Mi light... I, uh, just quick. So yeah, the, yeah. the light destroys Ansem. Yeah. So, like, you beat Ansem, and, like, in his last, like, breath, he's, like, expecting darkness to come out and, like, regain him, but light comes out and finishes him off. And it fucks him up. So then King Mickey's there, and... Uh, Riku goes and joins them. They close the door to darkness, sealing Mickey and Riku on the other side so that they can travel through that together because Riku's been touched by the darkness and King Mickey's light is so powerful that fuck it. Yeah. So, uh, Kyrie is pulled back to Destiny Island and begins, and begins to come back into existence and Sora says that he will come back for her. The gang is then shown walking around talking about how they need to find the king now until they see Pluto with a letter and then chase after him and the whole thing took about two months canonically right uh it's hard to like tell how long each adventure each game took place in like real time but uh it's pretty much it's about i want to say over two months like somewhere around there two months maybe more to go through the entire adventure it, pretty much the only thing we have 
to get like days wise is three five eight because that's literally the how number long of, that game takes. That's literally how long that game takes. There's it's that three, many missions three, in the game. Three hundred and fifty eight days. It's not that many missions, but they like skip days. But he's supposed. But isn't he supposed to do like a mission every day? Isn't it does, what, but you don't. Isn't actually that do. what not? Whatever. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But and it's from about like when that from using that game as like a template of uh duration it's kind of a I, my speculation the speculation of many people on the internet is like it's about two months somewhere around there and, it, and yeah it's just like a cool it does a bunch of cool shit it's a cool game and it was a great start to a franchise that just spun way out of control um did you know real quick about that game what up did you know why Mickey only shows up at that very end. Because they probably didn't have the fucking rights. Yes. Well, <laughs> they, they, it's not that they didn't have the rights. It's they, I think they originally wanted Mickey to be the main character. Like you play as Mickey. That makes sense. But they wanted somebody, and I say they, somebody wanted them to make this probably game. Probably Disney Corporation. Make this game big without the use of Mickey. Yeah. And then once they realized that once that, once one, like, got its legs and gained a fan base, they were like, okay, you can use Mickey now. And you can and use, Mickey use Mickey like a motherfucker. everywhere. And he's a badass. They, like, make him, like, prequels Yoda powerful. It's, like, bullshit sometimes. It's great. Because if you don't take this franchise seriously, it's such a... so much fun. But there's, like, diehard Kingdom Hearts fans who concern me. Yeah, I... Th- I, I mean, feel like I you would... bridge that. I Yeah, I, like... I understand how ridiculous this game is, and I can point out its flaws, and I'm sure I will as we go along, especially one game specifically that I really want to let some steam off on. That's fine. But um, I I still love it. It's still fun. It's still... It'll it'll give you a tearjerker every once in a while, but... Replaying this, I have to say, spoilers for the second game, replaying this entire franchise like I am right now, I am waiting and waiting and waiting for the Thousand Heartless fight. That it's was great. one of my favorite moments of video games. It's, great. it's that, so these good. games do have great moments that and uh, and a great moment uh, again in two is the end fight. Two was such a good game. <laughs> like, two, is, two, two is one is, of the best made games I think. Oh uh, yeah, just like, like the way it feels when you play it. I I, I, think, wanted, I think it plays the best. If platinums existed during the PS2, I would have had a platnum in two. There wasn't more I could do in two. No, I, I was the same way. I, I 100%ed, I think I, I also 100%ed one and two, both on the PS2. And I think I, the Chain only, of Memories on the Game Boy. I think the only thing I didn't there was do no... is beat Sephiroth on one. I don't think I ever beat him. I, I kind of want to this time around. You, you should. You gotta redeem yourself. You get yeah. a Keyblade for it this time. Ooh. Ooh. It's not worth it. I know. Because <laughs> by that point, I'm gonna have the ultimate weapon, yeah. so why would I give a fuck? Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about. Chain of Memories, which originally came out for the Game Boy Advance, but had a re-release for the PS2, if I remember correctly, called Rechain of Memories. Yes. Which, knowing the franchise, I actually thought that was a separate game for a while. Um, No, it's the same. It has a little bit extra, but it's pretty much the same. Yeah, but I beat beat Chain of Memories on the Game Boy Advance. I played the card game. Yes. Is it a card game for Rechain? Say what? Is it still a card game for E-Chain? Yes. It's, it plays the exact same. It's just... Pretty. 3D. So it, it looks like one. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, in the Game Boy it was just sprites, that now it's, like, 3D. 
Ugh, it's got polygons and stuff. I'm not excited about ca- that. No, you still play with cards. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> I gotta be honest. <clears throat> no, it's it's awful. Anyway, King of, Chain of Memories is a card game. It's kind of like solitaire. It's not a card. So when we say card game, you it plays like one and it one plays probably, like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's an action. It's an action adventure, but your commands instead of like pressing X you are press wacky X. packages. <laughs> you press X. And you garbage pail kids. Fucking kid. <laughs> so you build a deck of cards, and each card has. And if you have the heart of the cards, you can get your blue eyes white dragon to decimate his Exodia. Actually, it was the other way around. Fuck. You fucked it up. Yeah, whatever. I said wacky packages. That was a deep cut right there. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, made it up for it. So basically, you build a deck of cards. Each card has a number. The higher the number, the more chance you have it from not being broken. At striking their life points. Um, breaking means if your enemy... Because the only way to do any kind of command, like attacking command, is uh, to, to use a card. So if an enemy has a higher number than you, they're going to break your card if you attack at the same time. And the cards have different keyblades on them... Uh, Different keyblades means this card is stronger. You can combine them into combos, and there's magic and blah blah blah. That's neither here nor there, but that's just what we were talking about. How that game plays differently in a kind of not fun way. But the actual story is what we're here to talk about. So Chain of Memory starts right after one ends. Sora, Donald, and Goofy runs into Kaiba, Seto Kaiba no, of the no, Kaiba Corporation. No, it's not Yugi. It's not Yu-Gi-Oh. You're getting your franchises can fix in this pod in this oh. pod, podcast today. Oh. So the three of them <laughs> uh, in the end of one were chasing Pluto. So that's how this game opens. They're chasing Pluto and they end up at a crossroads trying to figure out which way to go. And then they make a deal with the devil. He went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. He was in a pod because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. I could do the entire song. I'm, I'm sure you gonna. could. I probably could too. <laughs> And fuck that song. <laughs> fuck that song. Um, was that George Miller band or some shit? Fuck you. Something. Fuck them. Fuck music. I don't know if I'd get that far. Devil would doubt George Davis. So, there's a mysterious band in a black cloak. Don't say that like I just read it in my mind, which was there's a mysterious black man in a cloak. Yes, there was a, myst- a mysterious black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. God damn it, Josh. A mysterious man in a black cloak appeared before them and uh, says something to Sora, but it's not known what he says to the audience. And the audience being you as the player. You don't really know what he says. And then Sora follows him down one of the paths and it eventually leads him to a giant castle known as Castle Oblivion, in which they enter and their and journey which begins. is just like the fucking focal point for the franchise from now on. Yes. <laughs> Everything becomes the focal point for the franchise from yeah, now on. Yeah, every little tiny thing you see, just like little details, just become super important later. But like, like the most important thing. Well, like to their credit, when you find out that they're important and what like connection they have, I lose my goddamn mind you're every like, time. You're like, what? Was <laughs> that like, was important. I wasn't paying attention. I don't even remember that. Like, what excuse me? So... He uh, when they enter, they meet the mysterious man again, and he gives them a card. And the card—it's how he gets to the island where he gets to fight. Fuck! What was his name? Pegasus. Yep. He gets to fight 
Pegasus who has the Millennium Eye. And he can look into your soul with it. I don't remember the anime at all. Close. Pretty close. I have so that card. The card is uh, created from their memories. <clears throat> because this entire, not if you didn't notice by the title, this entire game is revolved around memories. So the card has a picture of Traverse Town on it. And when they go through the next door using the card, they end up in Traverse Town. Here they interact with all their Final Fantasy friends who were there in the first game with the caveat that none of them remember who they are. Like, none of them remember Sora, Donald, Goofy, or any of the events that took place in one. Story of my life. Every time <laughs> I see my friends, they're like, I don't know who you are, or I have a straining order against you. You're not supposed to be 100 feet close to me. And I'm like, ha you just don't remember me. And then they say, I'm going to call the cops, and then I start laughing more. Yeah, it's I a don't good get it. Fucking, everyone's a weirdo now. Yeah, God. Fucking, people just need to get over themselves. You touch their butt once without asking... And everybody freaking loses their shit. Yeah, dude. So Answer they go the door without pants on once. <laughs> their door, not my door. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> fucking weirdos. So they go through Traverse Town, and just like they did in one, they fight guard armor at the end. And when they arrive on the other side, they meet another mysterious cloaked man who reveals himself to be called Axel. And Axel is one of my favorite characters in this entire What's franchise. that stupid line he always says when got he points at his head? Yeah, got it memorized. He says, my name is Axel, got it memorized. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. It's fucking great. Every time. I should just, I should just, int- like... Just text you that every now and then. Just <laughs> like lose, say something and just be like, got it memorized. I lose my mind. So they fight him and he gives, they win and Axel gives them more cards before disappearing. These cards are to other worlds that they've been to because again, they're fabricated from their memories. <laughs> Perfect. And they go through the worlds and experience pretty much the same thing they did in one, which is my issue with this game is you, it's pretty much a retread of one. Recoded. Sorry, I had something in my throat. <laughs> yes. It sounds like sounds like a future thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, so this game is... A lot of people might say that the game's pointless. I disagree because I feel like when you're actually in... You're in the castle the entire time. When you're not in your memories, when you're actually just in like the castle halls, is the interesting, important stuff. Yeah, that, that was always the fun part for me in Chain of Memories. I, I'd actually played this one, so... Yeah, definitely. That was what kept me going through Chain of Memories. Yes. So you go through um, each floor. You activate a card to get through the next floor, and each floor is a world from your memory. And you go through it. You go through, meet all the characters in there, yada, yada, yada. But as you go on, between each floor, you meet more and more mysterious figures who reveal themselves, and you figure out that they're part of an organization. How many members are there? In this one, there is... I don't think they actually call themselves. They don't call themselves they that, They don't yeah. do that. But in this one, there's a... I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, I don't know. I've thought about Anyway, the reason I made that joke is because the name of the organization is Organization 13. Right, because there's 13 of them. But they don't actually them. call them... Yes, but... Fuck this game! Fuck this franchise! None of it makes sense! I just want to eat a palpoo fruit! With me? Yeah. yeah. I want our destinies to be intertwined. Oh, always, Josh. So you meet more members of the organization and slowly dispatch them as you meet them. You 
fight them and kick their butts. And oh, now you... we chose to censor ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I feel like it's 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 better when you. You, you got to talk about you, Kingdom Hearts while censoring yourself. You never know when the censor and when the non-censor is going to come. You, it keeps the audience on their toes. I like you on your toes. Oh. So, as they progress through the castle, they realize more and more that they're starting to lose their memories. And Sora starts trying to remember this girl with blonde hair, who he eventually remembers goes by the name of Naminé. Now, if you remember anything from the first game... She was not in the first game. <laughs> yeah, if you remember anything from the first game, you don't remember Naminé. Because <laughs> she didn't not... exist. So Naminé is a nobody who you don't actually know that yet. But she's a nobody. And by nobody, mm. we don't mean she's uncool. Yeah. They're literally a, called... It, it's with a capital N. It's a race. Yeah. <laughs> it's a species. It's a species of uh, called nobodies who we'll go into more in the next game. Um... Who has the ability to mess with Sora's memories. So she's been tampering with Sora's memories and replacing all memories of Kairi with herself. That's why Sora remembers her and she's not a Kyrie. Oh. Yes. Because she's jealous. And she's being used by the organization and the, more specifically the head of the castle, Marluxia, to mess with Sora because... That's how you pronounce that? Yes. I never pronounced it How did like you that. pronounce it? Like... Marluxia. No, it's Marluxia. Huh, no shit. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, you, you, they actually, because there's actually voice acting in the I replied Rude Chain. Yeah, that's why. Because there's no voice acting in the in the GBA one. I'm pretty sure I've called it that too until I played Rechain and they said Marluxia and I was like, yeah. well. It's spelled M-A-R-L-U-X-I-A, so you can see my mistake. Yes. So Marluxia is using Nominee to mess with Sora because he wants Sora to fight for him and use his because he has the keyblade and the keyblade is everyone wants a keyblade but everyone you can't just key... take his keyblade because when you take his keyblade it just appears again in his hand right because the keyblade the shows only, the only person who could was Riku spoilers I um yeah and one he could take his keyblade and one yeah until Sora got it back because he proved he was better fit because Riku was consumed by darkness yeah but why and... could Riku take his keyblade I wonder hmm I wonder seems like that's something we'll touch on later. <laughs> cliffhangers. cliffhangers. All the all the cliffhangers. So they eventually dispatch all of the uh, members except for Axel, and because he's make, a bro, they make their way to Marluxia and beat him. And uh, Naminé uh, agrees that what she did was wrong and that she will restore Donald, Goofy, and more specifically Sora's memories. So they all go to sleep in pods. And we don't see them until time. Kingdom Hearts 2. For a very long time getting their brains fixed. And we don't see them again until Kingdom Hearts 2. Yes. So, at the same time... Because <laughs> fuck this game. Riku is in this, uh, in this castle as well. More specifically in the basement of this castle. So, he wakes up. Because the last thing he remembers is closing the door with Mickey and Sora. But he wakes up in the castle. And uh, he goes through the castle the same way Sora does. But he goes through the basements meeting other members of the organization. And the same ones that Sora met. But also new ones. And beats them. And the whole time is being faced with the fact that he gave himself to darkness. Right. And that Ansem is still looming over him and is still inside of him because darkness is still inside his heart and that 
he really doesn't want it there because he is not happy with his decisions. He's not a bad guy. He's not. He was just consumed. He's he, made, a... he made poor decisions and was consumed by them. Haven't we all made poor decisions? Like making a podcast. Oh, anyway. Yes. So he goes through uh, Castle Oblivion with the help of Mickey. And he goes through the worlds, the same worlds that Sora does, with the difference being that when Sora goes through the worlds, because they're made of their memories, he remembers, like, everybody. So if he goes through the Alice in Wonderland world, he meets Alice again and the White Rabbit and all of them. But if Riku goes through Alice in Wonderland, he only sees the Evil Queen. So every time he goes through these worlds, he only sees the villains because that's all he associated with in the first game because... He gave himself to darkness. He only associated with the villains. So he goes to these worlds and realizes how empty they are because that they're made from his memories and all he remembers is the bad stuff. Yeah. So he goes through all that and this whole self-reflection, wonderful nonsense. And, and How emo. Such emo. <laughs> and then at the end, he fights Ansem and says, you know what? I can use darkness, but for good. And overcomes Ansem and makes his way out of the to the end of the castle and actually finds Sora sleeping and figures out that he has to help him get better. And so he goes off on his missions to do that. You hear a slapping sound. It's because my chest itches. I've just got a tattoo on my boob. Yeah, so he's, he's slapping his chest because he can't itch it. Yeah. If you've ever gotten a tattoo, you can't itch tattoos. Or else it ruins them. I just got a tattoo on my boob. It's real nice. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 2 is a thing. Yes. Uh, oh, and Chain of Memories took about a month, maybe. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. Going back to the uh, 358 template, took about a month to go through the entire castle. Yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 2 is a thing that came out in 2006. Dope-ass game. I really didn't think we were going to play a Sora in this motherfucker. Because yeah. the first this two the f- hours of the game, you don't play a Sora. Yeah. You play as a character named Roxas in a town called Twilight Town during his summer vacation. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know I was playing a fucking teenage anime. Because they're like, let's enjoy our summer break. So he has dreams of Sora's adventures and weird things begin to happen around Twilight Town. And then Roxas is attacked by these weird-ass creatures called the Nobodies. They are fucking awesome. Yeah. They're some of my favorite character or enemy designs in video games. They're incredible. So he's able to do that and somehow gets a Keyblade. And he doesn't know where it came from. He doesn't know anything about Keyblades. This isn't something he's familiar with. Yes. Because he's just a teenager in Twilight Town trying to enjoy his summer break and eating... Sea salt ice cream on top of the clock tower. Um, have you ever made sea salt ice cream? I did. We made it at like, this is a story. We made it at like three in the morning one time, <laughs> and it would turned out awful. Really? We, we went to some random store that was open so we could buy the ingredients, and we just made it. It was. Just, I think we. I think you fucked it up because yeah. I've had it and it's not bad. It was way too salty. It was yeah. You put too much salt in it. Yeah, just a little bit in it. I I mean like the. Recipe we were following. I feel like I'm, there's probably better recipes now, but the one we followed was not very specific. I remember on how much of each ingredient to put. Okay, that was your thing. I remember not putting a ton of salt in mine, and I was just like the perfect amount of salt to get that like savory going on, but it was still sweet. It's actually pretty solid. Like it's just like a weird thing though, because you don't think sea salt ice cream is gonna be good until you have it. Pretty solid. I will say that. So, bunch of nobodies, and he starts hitting them with Keyblades. Axel shows up and says he knows him and wants Roxas to go with him. You know, Axel from the last game. Yes. But Roxas wasn't in the last game. Roxas later comes across an abandoned mansion where Naminé from the last game 
tells him he's a nobody and not a nobody with a lowercase n and nobody with like no heart yes. but not a heartless nobody's other bodies left behind after someone becomes a heartless after a strong-willed person becomes a heartless right so if you become a heartless and you have a strong will if you're a green lantern you become a heartless you're gonna leave behind a body as well that yes. also becomes sentient yes fuck it so he meets Nominee, Nominee tells him he's a nobody, he then confronts Diz, Diz, D-I capital Z, who says he needs to give back to Sora what he has. Roxas says finds Donald and Goofy and Sora sleeping in pods and then merges with Sora. Roxas' adventures took about seven days, real lifetime. Yes. That is, because that, that was fucking part took so long. The reason why he, Diz is saying that he has to give back what... He has to Sora and so he merges with Sora is because Roxas is Sora's nobody. Remember that part in the first game where he became a heartless? He's a strong-willed motherfucker. Roxas was Sora's nobody. Yes. So when he recovered from being a heartless, Roxas was still there. He yes. never recovered from being a nobody. Yes. So so Roxas ended up being that, which are like sentient living things and like a really strong-willed nobody becomes like looks just like a person mm -hmm. but they have no feelings they have no heart yes they usually look like the person that they, they look like the original person usually yeah but roxas didn't we'll get to that but um yeah they uh looks like somebody else roxas looks nothing like sora. nothing like sora we'll get to that uh but yeah they just have no heart so they have no feelings so they're all just little psychopaths it's great except axel because he's great um he's great so, so the gang wake up, and they've been asleep for about a year, and don't remember shit from Kingdom Hearts 1. You know that reason they went in the pod? I, um, no, they remember... Oh, they do. They don't remember anything after 1. The, the oh, only they thing don't remember they Chain of Memories. Yes, they don't okay. remember anything that happened in the castle. Uh, so they run into the king, Mickey, who tells them to board a train and takes them to the mysterious tower where they meet Yen Sid. Master Yen Sid. Disney spelled backwards. And... Yen Sid gives them much exposition and tells them the new objective and sends them on their way. They travel to various worlds, old and new, fighting nobodies, Heartless, the organization, and Pete. Let me tell you. Because Pete is in this game. You know, Pete, like, you, when I say Pete, I'm not just talking about some random motherfucker named Peter. I'm talking, like, the big-ass dog that's, like, Goofy's nemesis. Yeah. And, like, was in the original Steamboat Willie. Like. Yeah. Pete, like, the bad guy in all the old-school Disney dads. Which you go to in this game, and it's the greatest it's, thing. You go to Steamboat Willie World, it and is, you all... And that's one of the things, like, where your costume, where your yeah. appearance changes, you look like an old-timey cartoon. I remember what magazine was doing it around the time Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. I remember there was I a, had that magazine. There was a video game magazine that had all different covers, and each of the different covers was the different versions of Sora, Donald, and Goofy. So you had the original, like, the, the Kingdom Hearts 2 version... Then you had the Nightmare Before Christmas version. Then you had the Tron version. Mm -hmm. Then you had the Steamboat Mickey version. It was so great. I tried to get them all. I think I only got the the Tron one and the Halloween Town one. But, oh, man, they were so cool. <laughs> I wish I had the Steamboat Mickey one. That was, like, visually my favorite. Because everything oh, was all bouncy. Was there a Lion King one? Because Lion King's I think there was. and you turn into animals. Yeah, I think there was. So, anyway. Yeah. Travel to various worlds, fight nobodies, the Heartless from the original game, the organization from Chain of Memories, Pete and Maleficent, who are teamed up and kind of controlling the Heartless, but kind of don't have any control of the Heartless anymore. They're just being dickheads. Yeah, they're just kind of there. 
Uh, they learn about the new leader of the organization, 13, Xemnas. And it's the nobody of Xehanort in this heartless was the big bad guy of King March 1, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. So, Xehanort took the name Ansem because he's a dickhead. Yeah. He kind of yeah. just stole his master's name. Yeah. Then became a heartless. Yep. So, the guy you fight in Kingdom Hearts 1 wasn't Ansem, it was Xehanort. Yep. His heartless. His heartless. And then, when he became a heartless, he had a nobody, which is Xemnas. They all begin with X's. It gets fucking confusing. Do you know the name? Because you, you mentioned uh, the Yen Sid Disney thing, which... Yeah. Uh, which is not something they made, but like, no. do you know the whole? They love anagrams in this goddamn series. Do you know about all that? No. So I might just be able to blow your goddamn mind. So please if you, do. If you take Roxas, right? Take out the X and rearrange the letters. What do you get? Sora. Fuck you. Yep. <laughs> do the same thing with Zeminus. Handsome. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck yeah. you. That's bullshit. And like. All of the organization members, like the first eight, the first original eight, can do the same thing. They all have, if you if you take out the X in their name, they all spell names. So if you take out the X in Axel, you spell Lee. Oh my god, which That's is his, his fucking name. Which is his name. That's his name in Birth by Sleep. Yep. If you take out the X in Syax, you get Issa. You're stressing me out. <laughs> I just blew Josh's mind. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. X... They love... It's right in the middle, too. They love anagrams, and X is such a huge... Which you'll find out more as we talk. X... The letter X is such a Don't huge thing in this key? game. Don't you mean key? Yes. <laughs> yes it's, it's pronounced key in most in okay. instances. So, anyway... Ba what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so, the, the new leader is this guy named Xemnas. Uh, we explained it, whatever. Um, also, you meet the actual Ansem, Ansem the Wise. Who's Diz... So he took, yeah, who's Diz, which, what does this stand for? Darkness in zero. Because reasons. Because he's a computer. He's um, edgy. Took, so he took Xehanort as an apprentice and is now missing, so no one knows where the actual Ansem is, the wise leader. Um, Xemnas' plan is to collect hearts to create another Kingdom Hearts so nobody can get their hearts back. And then when Xemnas is the last member left, Riku, who now looks like Riku, instead of... Looking like Ansem. Yes, because when you first meet Zemnis. Riku in this game, he looks like Xehanort. Ansem from the first game. The Zanort. bad guy from the first game. He looks he, like the, the bad guy from the first game, Xehanort. And he's and his explanation for that is that he had to give himself to the darkness to become stronger and that it altered his appearance to look like Ansem because Ansem had like tainted his heart. But he eventually turns back to normal. Yeah, so now he's no longer... He looks like Riku. And you have the best boss fight in video games, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. We're not going to skip over that. <laughs> the reason why it's the best boss fight in video games is because the very goddamn end. So when you get Xemnas down to his last bit of health, it does a quick scene where you, you and Riku... Because you fight with Riku in this battle. Which the is, entire time. Which and is it's awesome. So great. It's so, a long ass boss fight too. Right. So you stand you're standing next to him and everything goes black. And Xemnas is above you and he creates this dome of lasers because he fights with like lightsabers essentially. But without the hilt, he just they just come out of his hands. Like lasers come out of his hands in stored form. But he can also shoot them. So he surrounds you in a dome of lasers. So it's just giant circles everywhere, and they start firing at you, and you have to mash 
X and triangle, one button each for Sora and Riku to block all of them. And it, they just fire faster they and faster. They spin around in a circle as they're blocking with keyblades. And it is all the these coolest lasers. looking thing I've ever it, seen in a boss fight. It is fight. so satisfying to watch. And it's so anime. Like, I... Like, there, there's there's an argument for and against quick time events, but I think Kingdom Hearts does them so well. I agree. Like, because you feel like you're a part of the action, even though it's a quick time event, because of just the cinematography of it all. It really, they do a very, very good job with quick time events. It's the only game that I've felt satisfied with doing quick time events, and I've played uh, Azura's Wrath, which is all quick time events. I still felt more satisfied in them with Kingdom Hearts. So... Anyway, you have a dope-ass boss fight. Sora then receives a letter from King Mickey. I just kicked the table. Adventure took uh, some amount of time, but he receives a letter, a letter from King Mickey who's gone missing again because of this fucking mouse. He didn't go missing. Oh, yeah, you're right. They all end up... So when they beat Xemnas, they all end up at back at Destiny Islands, and they all, like, hug each other and rejoice. They, they have, like, an it. anime feeling moment. We did it. So then Mickey and the Donald and Goofy go back to their world, and... Riku, Sora, and Kairi stay on Destiny Islands. And then the epilogue of this game is them getting a letter from Mickey and Sora reading the letter, but you don't know what the letter says. It just kind of pans away and the game ends. Or you get to see a dope-ass scene with a bunch of fucking people in armor. Oh, this is a secret ending. If you whatever bullshit beat that 100% the game, you get a secret ending. And it was so worth it. It was worth it. Because back then, when this secret ending was around, you were like, Kingdom Hearts 3, you're going to have armor! Oh my god! Like, we're going to be knights! <laughs> you're going to be Keyblade knights during the Keyblade Wars! Except that's not what happened at all. I was so disappointed. I know. <laughs> but So next comes 358 Over Two Days, which came out in 2009. Arguably the worst title in video game history. It is. I will agree with that. Because that is that is not a good title for anything. So, basically, this game documents the life of Roxas, who is Sora's nobody, as we mean, uh, previously mentioned. So, the game literally begins when he is born. And he is born when Sora becomes a Heartless. And Xemnas finds Roxas at Twilight Town and makes him the 13th member of the organization. He can use the, key, he can use the Keyblade because he's... So there's nobody, and that's why the organization take a shining to him, because they, they, they can have somebody in their ranks who has a Keyblade. Having a Keyblade Master helps, man. And since their goal is to create Kingdom Hearts, it helps to have a Keyblade to release those hearts from Heartless and to add to Kingdom Hearts. Right. So the game pretty much goes over each uh, of Roxas's days, and where he is sent on various missions by the organization, to go to different worlds and fight Heartless to release their hearts. So, at some point, uh, a bunch of the organization members get sent away on a secret mission. Spoilers, they go to Castle Oblivion. To, uh, they go to Castle Oblivion to do Chain of Memories. To do Chain of Memories. So this game takes place at the same time as Chain of Memories. Yep. Ch Chain of Memories actually is a very short window in this game, because this game takes place almost 360 days, given by the title. So, uh, since a lot of the members go away, he gets paired up with a mysterious 14th member known as Xion. Dun, dun, dun. Who just really doesn't show her face. She just wears the cloak over her head. Same. But that's just because I'm ugly. So, as they go on uh, more missions together, she becomes closer with Roxas, more comfortable, and starts revealing herself. 
and eventually shows her face and she she is revealed to look like Kyrie but with black hair. Yep. <laughs> because reasons. Yep. Her appearance changes a lot in this game because she's weird. And Kyrie's weird, and every female character in this game is so goddamn weird. Uh, so Shion's essentially made up from Sora's memories, the same way that we didn't really talk about this chain of memories, but they made the organization made a replica of Riku. So they pretty much used the same thing to make this replica, Shion, uh, which they had as a backup plan against. They couldn't, I guess, like, the uh, the whole thing with trying to get Sora in Castle Oblivion didn't work. Yeah. They had, a, they had a backup. So, when Sora ends up going to sleep to restore his memories, this kind of fucks with Roxas and uh, Shion since they're literally tied to him because one's his nobody and one's made of his memories. So, Roxas uh, ends up falling into a coma because of this and eventually waking up, uh, finding that a lot of the members had died because Sora... Fucked them up. Pretty much destroyed them all, except for Axel. Uh, so, because of this, Roxas, Axel, and Shion decide to become close friends, and every day after work, they sit on the clock tower and eat and it's sea salt ice cream. Which pretty romantic. It is. It's, the, it's their happy point, because they're in this state of pretty much non-existence, because they're, they're nobodies. They don't have hearts. They don't... But, like, to them, this is, like... They develop friendship. They develop right. a, like something to look forward to after a day of work, of the organization. So, eventually, everything that's happening with Sora messes up Shion, and Riku actually finds Shion and says that he needs. To, she needs to go back, and give his the memories that she has. She has to give them back to Sora so Sora can be complete. So Shion runs off. She doesn't know. She has an identity crisis. So she, she was her own. Out. She has her own. So she was her own person. She's not. And then Roxas eventually defects because he defects from the organization because he starts to uh, doubt their goals and their judgment. Right. <clears throat> so he's not really happy with them. So he leaves. Uh, eventually, he finds Shion, who now looks like Sora because she's just getting more and more messed up, and has to fight her. Because she's just becoming unstable and doesn't want to go back to, doesn't want to go back to Sora and just wants to do her own thing. So Roxas uh, has to fight her, even though he really doesn't want to, because that's like one of his best friends. Yeah. So he ends up winning, and <clears throat> which destroys Shion, and she pretty much like disintegrates, and all the stuff that she had of Sora's goes back to Sora, and Roxas absorbs her a little bit as well and that's why he can wield two keyblades now because he he gets Shion's <laughs> because keyblade. I need a reason for him to be a badass I got it yeah he he gets Shion's keyblade so he's still defective and he's going about doing his own thing and now he runs into Riku and Riku is doing the same thing that he did with Shion and wants to bring Roxas back so he can finish completing Sora because now Shion's back now he needs Roxas back so the two of them fight because Roxas wants to be his own person fair uh, Riku almost loses because Roxas is stronger than him. So to win, he gives into the darkness, and this is where he becomes. His appearance changes to look like Ansem, the Seeker of Darkness. And because of this. Or Xehanort. Yeah, because of this new strength, he's able to beat Roxas. And he takes Roxas back to Diz. Diz puts him in a virtual 
uh, reality to keep him nice and calm and not knowing what's going on so that we they can work on him and get him back into Sora. And that is where the game ends. It's literally him running off, starting his... Uh, or towards the, towards the end of his summer vacation. With Hainer, Pence, and Olay. Olet. Olay. Olay. That's how yes, I'm pronouncing it. So that, with that, that is the first four games that were released. So we have officially gone through half... The Kingdom Hearts games. Fucking, I don't know how there's this many games in this franchise, considering there's Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and they haven't come out with 3 yet. Yeah. But, um, they, uh, yeah, there's, there, we've gone through half the games. Uh, we've decided that we're going to split this up and do two parts. Yes. So next week we're going to begin talking about Birth by Sleep, which came out in 2010. So, and then we'll we'll continue from there, because believe it or not, there were other games after Birth by Sleep. I didn't know that. <laughs> but the first thing we're going to talk about before we leave is the, the timeline so far. Yes. So, so far we have the beginning, we have Kingdom Hearts. And then at the point... At of... least Kingdom Hearts so far is canonically the first. Yes. At the point uh, where... Sora stabs himself and becomes a heartless. That is where 358 starts. Right. So then 358 starts and it goes at the same time as Kingdom Hearts 1 is finishing and that finishes. And then into Chain of Memories. Into Chain of Memories. So as soon as 1 ends, Chain of Memories starts and then Chain of Memories ends. And while 358's going on, Chain of Memories is going on. Yes. So it it goes 1, as soon as 1 ends, Chain of Memories goes and then chain of memories ends and then at the same time 358 starts when Sora becomes a heartless goes throughout the entirety of the end of one all of chain of memories up until two and then up until the very beginning of two absolutely the very beginning of two and then two starts right and then you go into two and then two goes into whatever yes but we'll future talk about that next future week. stuff but yeah so we just thought you'd get like a little bit of a, a walk through the timeline. The timeline does get a little bit weird, admittedly. I don't think it's as weird as everyone makes it out to be, but admittedly, it gets a little bit wonky. For example, two games are going on at the exact same fucking time. But um, yes, whatever. It's it's a cool timeline. Next week we'll we'll definitely we'll we'll finish up talking about Kingdom Hearts. I finish up, I mean, do the other half. Yes. Uh, and then do a full blown timeline of what we want to do with Kingdom Hearts. But before we go, Nick. What have you been playing? I have been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. You've been playing uh, Brave, the game. Yes, Tomb Raider with robots. And Brave. Yes. It's fun. I enjoy it. I, I think I like... Here's the thing with, with this game. I enjoy the parts that deal with the actual story. So I feel like everything else, like, bores is not that interesting or doesn't grab my attention that much. So, like, the parts where you're trying to figure out your character's past and you actually go into, like, heavily, like, machined buildings because everything's, like, a barren wasteland. Um, those are the parts that really grab my attention. And I, th I also think that fighting robots with, like, these primitive weapons is dope. I think it... I'm, I have the ability to play Horizon Zero Dawn whenever the fuck I want because my dad bought it. Yes. And my, my dad plays video games. He got jealous because I bought a PS4, so he bought his own. That literally happened. <laughs> so my my dad plays, like, a bunch of video games. <laughs> Fun fact about my dad playing video games. He keeps getting in trouble because of me. 
like just throughout the entire time we played video games. I uh, bought Diablo 2 for him one year for his birthday, which was like one of his favorite games when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I bought it for him when I was in college. And then I bought myself a copy. I was like, we can play Diablo 2 together. And I remember one day specifically, I'm playing Diablo 2 with my dad. We've been playing all day. It was like a weekend. It was like a Saturday or something or a Friday because I might not have had classes. So we were playing Diablo 2 all fucking day. And I hear my mom come. We're on Skype. I hear my mom come in the room and go, are you still on that game? And my dad goes, I'm playing it with my son. <laughs> he just got super defensive. Gosh, leave me alone. But I, I, he sounded like a little kid getting yelled at by his mom. That's awesome. But I just remember playing with him and he was a barbarian and I was a necromancer. And he would run by with just a string of enemies and just run them right into me. It was great. Fun times. But yeah, my dad plays video games, bought Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, and loves it and owns it. So I have the ability to play it whenever I want. I'm just fucking, I have so much shit to play. I'm just not going to worry about it, but you enjoy it, right? I do enjoy it. Yes. So is that all you've been playing that and overwatch probably? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. We just like stay playing overwatch. I think overwatch just, uh, just a given at this point. Yeah. It's always going to be playing. We just throw it on, play a couple matches. Yeah. Yeah. I just play injustice. Um, trying to get Bane up to level whatever. And I'm playing kingdom hearts again. Because Nick and fucking doing this goddamn podcast, I was like, I guess I should play those games for the first time since 2002. <laughs> I, um, uh, yeah, so anyway, before we leave, I had another question to ask you. Yes. This past weekend, you were in New York City. I was. Because you wanted to go see a show called Kinky Boots. Yes. So, how was Kinky Boots? Explain Kinky Boots to the audience if they don't know what it is. So, Kinky Boots is a, is a musical. It's a Broadway musical. And I had never heard of it before. And the only reason I went is because one of the lead roles was played by Brendan Urie, who is the singer of Panic at the Disco. And Panic at the Disco is Nick's favorite band. And one of my favorite bands. Nick to Panic is me to say anything. Like, it's just part of you. So I was like, Brendan Urie on Broadway in a musical. Yes, please. I am there. So I went. And I haven't talked to you since then. So how was Kinky Boots? It was fantastic. I was blown away with how good this was. And it's not just because of him, but obviously he was good. And I, he's not an act- actor, but he's super charismatic. If you've ever seen him live or watched any video of him, he's super charismatic. And the man can hit notes like nothing. So when he act, so obviously when he sang, and like even especially like his solo songs, he like, you just got the feels. But like his charismatic attitude, like actually helped like that, that character. But this play was so fun and so. Like, great. Like, everybody else, like, stood out, too. Especially the other lead, like, really stood out. And so, what the story is about is... It's about a shoe factory. And the the character that Brendan Neary plays, uh, his name is Charlie, is the son of the owner of the shoe factory. So, when he grows up, he inherits the shoe factory because his dad dies. And so, the the factory is about to get... At this point, it's about to get shut down because nobody's really buying their shoes because there's other places that are doing better. And a lot of other places are getting shut down, too. So he realizes that he needs, like, some kind of gimmick or the company's going to get shut down. And, like, he grew up with this company, so, like, everybody that works there is, like, family to him. So he really wants to help and save them. So he, one day, he runs into a transvestite or slash drag queen. And uh, you so you had me at drag queen, man. <coughs> so, Spo- f- fun fact this... about fun fact about me: I love drag queens. They're my 
favorite people in the world. Oh, I have nothing against drag queens. I love them, especially like in this play. Like, like I said, the other lead was a drag queen, and he played it perfectly. She. When they're in he, drag, they like to be called he, she. She. Well, he, the actor was a guy, so I was referring to the actor. I get it. So yeah, he r- runs to this drag queen, um, like who's being mugged, but the drag queen like accidentally hits him and knocks him unconscious. <laughs> It sounds so great. He, so he wakes up at their uh, at their cl- at his, the club that uh, she performs at, um, and like they talk and realize that like she's wearing women's shoes, and he's like, "You have the body of a man. You can't wear women's shoes. They're not going to support you." And he's like, and she's like, "Oh, but they look good." And blah blah blah. And then like, so he has the realization like, "Hey." There's a market for this. You like, can I make can, I can women's make, boots for men. Yeah, women's boots for men. So like the whole story is like them two becoming a partnership, making women's boots for men. That's so cool. And it's so good. It's uh, I, I if you have the chance, I, he obviously I went for Brendan Urie, and I, if you can go see him, and I think he's there till like August to go see to go see it with him because I, it's fun seeing him. And he, the man can sing, but everybody else can sing too. But he can. He can belt out notes. We're a couple emo kids who never quite grew out of that phase, so we still listen to that music. I mean, I listen to a lot of hip-hop, but my favorite bands say anything, which is like pinnacle emo music and Panic of the Disco. Um, but if you if you don't have a chance to go see with him, but it, I think it's traveling. Like, I think it's coming here. Not oh, with, is it? Not with him, but I think the show itself is coming I just want here. to see the show at this point. I would absolutely recommend going to see the show because the show is it's great. And just, like, the stuff they do with, like, I, I love Broadway. The stuff they can do with props and, like, stage design and, like, stage set and, and transitions, like, blows me away and, like, how movies can do worse with bigger budgets and, like, not being live. There's a, there's a couple reasons why we could totally get into this on, like, a side podcast. Yeah. Because I would love to talk about why I think Broadway is, or stage acting, is never going to die as a medium. Well, movies I, are going to flounder at points and rise at points, but stage acting, there's a reason it hasn't died as a medium in literally thousands of years. Like, there's a reason the Greek poets were doing stage acting and why they didn't have movies other than technology. There's something about stage acting that captures the audience in on it. It's so great. And it's great. I, I want to so, go to so many more. Is this the first time you've been on actual Broadway? Yes. Okay. I've been on Broadway a couple times. I've seen plays and stuff before, but it's all not... It was from my high school... Not my high school, my uh, college. Broadway, I love going to musicals. uh, Because I'm like a woman trapped in a man's body, but not in the sexy way. Same. More in the, I have the same interests as every woman I know. But I love musicals. I really do. They're some of my favorite things in the world. Uh, If you ever get the chance... See Wicked on Broadway. Wicked, like, everyone talks about Wicked. It's one of those pinnacle Broadway. It's right up there with Phantom at this point. Yeah. It is It is as good as everyone says it is. It is incredible. So I highly recommend, if you get a chance to see Wicked, to go do that. I really want to see Hamilton, too. Oh, my God. Dude, so my love for hip-hop yep. is so big that I've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack Same. a billion times. Same. And, and the, the Hamilton mixtape nope. with Same. Snow the Product on it. Because she's the shit that all of it is so good. And like, I love, love hip hop. I love hip hop. I love Hamilton so much. I've gotten into the groups. The members of Hamilton are a part of 
I've never seen Hamilton, and it kills me. I really have to go see it. We really should go see that. We really should. I would love to, dude, because, like, I'm not kidding. There, a lot of the, the people who rap in Hamilton have other side groups. Like, they didn't begin with Hamilton. They began as rappers in other groups. Yeah. So I get into, like, the other groups that they were a part of. Like, one of them is called Clipping. It is one of the best rap groups I've ever heard. It is so good, but no one hears of him because you just got to look up the actor's name. They're like, oh, he was in this group. This is what he does. <laughs> he does this on the side. <laughs> like, it's really cool. But yeah, I really got to go see Hamilton still. Everything about Hamilton I love. I agree. But yeah, so I was just curious because I know you went to go see Kinky Boots. I haven't talked to you since. It was a great it was a great time. Yeah, I'm going to have to go see that. That sounds amazing. It, yeah, I highly recommend. Like I said, I'm pretty sure it's coming here for us. And if it comes near your house, audience... Go see it. Part of me just wants to go up to New York. Because New York ain't that far from us. Part of me just wants to go to New York and go see Brennan Urine in it like you did. Spend a weekend up there going to the Nintendo store. It was that, fucking... I was what I so did. jealous of you at the Nintendo store. Oh my store. god. We're going to talk about this a little bit longer because uh, this is a video game podcast. Fuck it. How was the Nintendo store this time around? Because they had I've a been, bunch I, of Breath of the Wild yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I've been to the... This wasn't the first time I've been to the Nintendo store. I've been multiple times before. But this time they had so much Zelda stuff. And <sighs> if you've never been, it's two floors... So when when I walk up to the second floor and I'm coming up the stairs, there's a giant master sword in a case staring me in the face and I just stop, put my hand to my mouth and turn around to my girlfriend and go, I want it. <laughs> and then he proceeded to send it to me in a Snapchat. So oh, it was so it was great. And then there was a giant, they dedicated a giant wall to Mario Kart. I saw that. They had a big-ass Mario Kart TV. I was yeah, jealous. I, I think it was like a project, they projected a Switch onto the TV and they were playing the new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on it. And I was like, oh, I want that at my house. But I, the Nintendo store is great. The Disney store is great too. The Disney store is again two floors. Going up the stairs is literally the entire scene from Tangled, the boat lantern scene. Oh, that's so cool. So there's like lanterns hanging from the ceiling as you go up the stairs. Oh, that's really cool. It was great. I love that. And then that comic book store was dope too. Yeah, I. it's been so long since I've been in New York. I really want to go back this summer. It was it's, fun. It's been a while. I just want to hop up there for a weekend. Yeah, it was a good It was a good weekend. Yeah, it, it looked it. I was pretty jealous, I gotta be honest. I don't normally get jealous, but I was straight up jealous of your weekend. But, uh, yeah, I gotta hop up. I gotta hop back up to New York this summer. I really do. I have some friends who've never been, and I really gotta go up there with them. Because New York is just, it's a place of its own. Oh, and you were in Times Square after dark, which is, that's a yeah, fucking fever dream. Yeah, our hotel was literally in Times Square. I so was, we stayed in Times Square. That's a fucking fever dream. It was. It was interesting. It was like break dancing. It was like a group of people break dancing. It's daytime there. It's, 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 one of those it's things so that, bright. There's so and many like, lights. I've, again, I've been there multiple times but like it's so bright it always baffles me because the lights are like always on there's so many of them yeah it is just as bright as day there i oh yeah i you got me you got me hooked i gotta go back (laughs) to new york this summer but anyway uh that was our video game lore podcast that we just spent a bunch of time talking about broadway and new york and new york city (laughs) uh if you're from new york city uh let me know uh i'll crash on your couch when i go up there um until next time uh, we're Navi Tales, and uh, we're gonna talk about more shit, right? Yeah, we're gonna finish. We're gonna King- talk about Kingdom Hearts. We're gonna finish Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. All right, see you next time. Bye. Love you.